This is the Man in a Room podcast. I once heard a rumour that Rod Stewart will never wear the same pair of socks twice. And his management, just to curb his spending, doesn't tell him and just washes his old socks and just gives them to him like they're brand new. Hello and thank you for joining me for episode 6 of Man in a Room. I have to apologise in advance actually because it's a bit windy out. And you will be hearing it in the background because my house is quite noisy when it's windy. In fact, when it's windy during the night it will keep me up. Like, I just keep waking up every time I hear some sort of loud bang or anything like that, because I'm just convinced that something's going to fall off the house or something like that. In fact, my last place I used to live in, every time it was windy, it's like, oh, that fence is coming down. 100% that fence is coming down. And today, I looked at the back of uh, my back window, and oh, look, one of my fences might be coming down. So, yeah. This actually might put a date on when I recorded this, but what does it matter? What does it matter, really, that I was recording this during a fabled windstorm as it were but there we are it's not really that important we're not here to talk about the times these were recorded we're, talk about, we're here to talk about what's being talked about and today i'm going to talk to you about something uh, quite weird that happened it's not really something not weird that happened it's something weird that i came across in very sort of unusual circumstances and so many answers to so many unasked questions so basically long story short somebody was taking a photograph and I noticed that they got their, they basically handed their phone to their husband and said, oh, take a picture of me. Something caught my eye. It was the lady's phone. Now, this phone had a phone case on it. And it's always quite fun to sort of see people trying to use phones because I'm not very good at using phones anyway, but I was really sort of distracted by this phone case because I've never seen a phone case quite like this before. I've seen phone cases in the shape of, oh, I don't know, rabbits. I've seen ridiculous phone cases in the shape of like a slice of pizza these things don't really put me off I just that's one of those weird phone cases but this one this is a custom made i suspect i suspect it was a custom made one because it had a photograph on it basically the entire back of this lady's phone was a photograph and i thought hmm so i know you can get these pictures done and i never really sort of thought about doing it myself because i don't really have any photographs that i'd want to have on the back of a phone Maybe I'd, I'd draw something or I'd have like a nice piece of art that I, I liked maybe get that custom made. But other than that, I wouldn't really have that. sort. Of, in fact, my phone case I've got right now is just a simple black non-slip one that came with the phone. And I've got no complaints about it. And that's the way it is. And uh, I never really pay much attention to phone cases. I, I, it's, a, it's nice getting a phone case after a year, I say. Because it basically freshens up your phone a little bit. It's like, yeah, actually, I think I'm due for a new phone case. That's something I like to do as well, you see. After a year of having it, I tried to just make it a bit more a bit more interesting, you know, phone case or this kind of stuff. Anyway, so this woman was having a photograph taken and her phone was on show for quite a long while. And I noticed there's a photograph on the back of this and I thought, it's a bit strange. And I'm quite short-sighted, you see. So I had to really sort of try and discreetly focus on this, this phone case to see what was actually on this, this phone case. And uh, it gave away a lot of information about her. One, she's a really big fan of Rod Stewart. And two... She's a sucker for Rod Stewart merchandise. Never have I seen, before this day, a Rod Stewart phone case. So many questions. Did she pay to get that made? Or, 
somebody was selling a bunch either on ebay or etsy or something like that this sort of cheap looking obviously public domain picture of rod stewart in his twilight years not even like in his younger days when he was well i'm not going to say sexy because i've never found rod stewart sexy in any decade but you know as a as a young man when he was considered his most sexiest no picture of old rod stewart who uh recently was arrested for having a fight in a pub i think it's a pub or something like that i just want to just clarify that it may not may not be correct but I know that he was involved in some sort of scuffle. And so, like, oh, Rod Stewart, he's still got it. He's still got his face on phone cases. I mean, it must be quite weird. Because there's a certain very... There's a niche market of merchandising, isn't it? The Rod Stewart phone case. And the thing is, though, right? Obviously, looking at it, it looks... I'm going to have to say it. I don't mean to say I'm being disrespectful here. It looked like it was absolute tat. And I was looking at it. That's, that's a, that is, that's a phone case. But could you imagine being Rod Stewart for a moment? Let's say, for example, that he's just finished a gig at Blickling Hall, for example. That's a place I know that he likes to frequent. And you're there, you're singing the, your songs that you were singing maybe 40, 50 years ago. You're really getting into it. Or the, old, the, the ladies are still into you. Like, yeah, he's Rod Stewart. And you look out and you see a sea of phone cases of just your face. And it's your old face, not your young face. It's like, hmm... That's a bit strange. It'd be very odd. Imagine standing there, being Rod Stewart, meeting a fan after... You've done this thousands of times. You're meeting a fan, and suddenly they're standing there with a phone pointing at you, and it's your own face looking at you. You'd be like, ooh, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Could you actually imagine how odd that must be? How odd it must be to be Rod Stewart nowadays. I've Honestly, I find it fascinating when I look at old celebrities and just the, the times they've gone through to get from uh, like point A of their sort of their younger days when they were really mover and a shaker and I would say a credible pop star or a pop band or a pop group or a rock group or whatever and then suddenly you fast forward 40, 50 years and you don't really understand what's going on and there's someone standing there trying to take a picture of you with your own face. It must be very strange. Yeah, I don't often think about Rod Stewart. He's one of those sorts of people that appears every now and again on TV but other than that you don't really think anything of him. You think of... I was about, you think of sailing and you think of Maggie May, but other than that, you don't really think about Rod Stewart. Well, I don't anyway. In fact, I, I also find it very weird when people become obsessed with certain old artists. And I don't understand this. I'm not being mean or being horrible or derogatory towards these artists or the people who are their fans. Not at all. That's not what I'm doing here. But I always find it very strange when somebody becomes really obsessed with somebody, even though they're sort of past their prime, as it were. Because I remember seeing somebody once. This lady had a, just a cap. Just a baseball cap on, and it said Bad Seed on it. And I was like, oh, you must be a big fan of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Just messing around, you see, because, you know, Bad Seed, Bad Seeds. I thought just probably what it is. It's like, yeah, I just saw her in concert last week. And then she got a phone and started showing me pictures of how close she got to Nick Cave. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I remember there's someone I know who's obsessed with uh, Mark Armand. So someone's obsessed with Mark Armand. Especially some of his solo stuff like later on. He's done some really beautiful songs recently, quite recently. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really follow Mark Armand. And I'll never forget this one conversation. If I've mentioned this before, I do apologise. But I remember once I was working at a radio station and we are just talking about music, you see, because obviously it's quite a big part of being there is music. You know, music's quite a big part of being at a radio station. Who's your favourite band? Oh, I love the Beatles. Like a bit of uh, Bowie and all this kind of stuff, yeah. Who's your favourite band? Boney M. Sorry? You said Boney M. 
Rivers of Babylon, yeah. Ra 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 Sputin. That one, obviously. But other than that, you're thinking Boney M is a bit strange one. But when you, we actually look back on bands, and you, if you, I always say that if you like more than four songs of a band, you're technically a fan of theirs. And uh, I can't name four Boney M songs. Rasputin, Mary's Boy Child, Rivers of Babylon, and I haven't got a fourth one, actually. As a general consensus, that's what I say. I wouldn't say a fan. I would say knowledgeable about a certain artist. I mean, there's a band called Space, right? They're from the 90s, and they're an amazing band. Like, if you put on their greatest hits, you've got a good set of songs on you. And what you've got Avenging Angels, you've got The Ballad of Tom Jones, you've got... Um, a female of the species you've got neighborhood that's just four songs right there of just classic 90s pop you don't hear much from those these days also you don't hear much from uh i mean look at suede what a great band they were be obsessed with suede the thing is as i mentioned in the last episode i'm talking about bands here that are, are in my head aren't that old no these are like if comparison 1974 bands it's just nuts when i actually think about that it's just insane that was that is a lot of wind. I mean, you must have heard that. You must have done. My recording isn't that great, let's be honest. But anyway, I've waffled on way too long about that. I wasn't really planning on talking about that today. But I'm gonna drink my tea, and I'll be back after this very short break. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at manintaroom.co.uk. I have to admit, I do like a bad film. I'm one of those people that will watch a film, even though it's bad, because I want to just see, like, what, what you know, the whole spectrum of stuff. I mean, you watch some really great movies, you're like, yeah, that's that movie, that's that's a good movie. I do like that quite a bit. Then you also watch a film that is so bad it's good. And uh, there's many ways you can find these things. You can find them on Netflix, you can find them on Now TV, you can find them on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's actually pretty good for the weird sort of independent stuff, but you have to try and work out if they're going to be available on Amazon Prime or not. And um, another good way is the TV channels. So basically in England, we have something called Freeview. And basically it's quite simple. Um, it's like normal TV, but it's digital and we get more channels. And it's basically, it's hard to explain. It's not that hard to explain really, but it's just a case of, the quality of programming isn't that great on certain channels. I'm not going to mention any names. Well, I'm going to have to mention a name because there's one channel which is literally a goldmine of just terrible films. And one of those channels is called The Horror Channel. Nothing against The Horror Channel. I adore The Horror Channel. The Horror Channel has given me many hours of entertainment and I've got nothing against it. They are, I'm, as far as I'm aware, fully aware of what they are and what they stand for. And it's good. But what's also quite interesting about the horror channel is that there's a whole genre of new horror films that don't quite get make they don't quite make it to the cinema, I should say. They don't really make it to DVD. They do do make it to DVD release, but again, no one's going to take a punt on a on a DVD of a film that, let's be honest, looks a bit rubbish. So, you know, it's you know, that's what's good about the horror channel because the horror channel will just roll the dice. And do you know what? So what? You know, it's it's, it's a fun pastime, you see, and it's also fun. Uh, watching this films on Twitter because you can actually sort of follow the conversation to see what people, other people are thinking about this film. It's also it's quite fun if you can sync up if you watch it live. That's what's good about watching TV is that you can actually watch a thing together with a bunch of people. So I was watching this film. I can't remember what it's called for the life of me. I can't remember at all. But I just remember you know I just tweeted something like about to watch such and such. 
it's either going to be awful or awfully good. And uh, that was it. I didn't really, I wasn't really being mean about it. I hadn't watched it yet or anything like that. But, but you know, I was, I was hedging my bets. It's probably going to be quite, quite bad. So I was watching it, didn't think much of it. And then my phone went off. I got retweeted. But I got a quote retweet. That's hard to say. A quote retweet. And it was the director of said film. I was like, oh, okay. That's awkward. So the director has read my tweet. He tweeted it and was basically said, I'm going to retweet this. It's a gamble. I don't know if they're being nice or horrible. I just felt really bad because I thought, well, that's th- that man's work. And, uh, you know, he's basically read a tweet now that is a bit of mean. And uh, I felt a bit responsible. As far as I'm aware, he didn't take it too personally. So that's fine. But that has happened quite a bit to me, actually. I remember once, this happened quite recently. I just made a, a stupid observation because, okay, so basically the story goes, Ben Elton was trending on Twitter. I don't remember what it was. This is the time when I was sort of cut off from news and all this kind of stuff. And apparently he was just backing Labour or something like that. Labour, in case you're wondering, is a political party in the UK. So Ben Elton was just trending and I just basically said, Ben Elton seems the sort of person who would search his own name on Twitter. Just messing around, you know, so my basic thought was that if he does search his name and finds my tweet, he's not going to say anything about it because that just proves correctly that he's the sort of person who looks up his own name. Uh, he didn't tweet me back, but I, somebody else did. Somebody really got funny with me about it. And they were like, Ben Arton has written most of Blackadder. Uh, what have you done? I was like, okay, calm down. I was just messing around. You know, I'm not having a, go at, I'm not having a pop at Ben Elton. I'm saying Ben Elton seems the sort of person who would probably search his name because there are celebrities that do search their name. There are companies that do so. If you mention any sort of name, like a company, sometimes they do look it up. They have ways and means of looking it up on Twitter. It's a public forum, and it's understandable that they're able to properly look for this kind of information. And because uh, there's one celebrity, we will, will remain nameless because it's. I don't really want to get into that. But there is a celebrity, an English celebrity, that if you mention their name on Twitter, they get an alert and they will tweet you back if you're being negative, positive, whatever, they will always tweet you back. It's almost like Beetlejuice. If you say this person's name on Twitter, this person will read it, this person will respond, this person will get back to you. And it's very, very odd. Considering that this person, well, it's not really a celebrity anymore. They are a celebrity in their own right. They're one of those panellists that they get on TV shows every now and again to be like, oh, what do you think, such and such? Oh, I think this. I'm going to say whatever is the most controversial to get me famous again, kind of thing, you know? Uh, anyway, I'm going to go now because I need to drink my tea. I actually didn't drink it in half time. I skipped the break. I just went straight to record episode, well, part two of the episode because I thought, you know what, I'm in the mood to chat. So here I am. Anyway, uh, this has been Man in a Room, and I hope that I will catch you all again soon. Um, I hope the rest of your day is fine, whatever you're doing, and all that kind of stuff. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.